Hello and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together we are bringing you ideas about education, entrepreneurship, and relationships that are both inside and, and outside the box. <laughs> if you like the show, be sure to follow us on Facebook. And leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of reintroducing Kitty Andrews. Kitty is also known as your thought organizer and is a highly sought after and is an expert in decluttering the space and brain. For over 20 years, she's been helping people to get unstuck and out of a state of overwhelm by getting their physical and mental surroundings under control. Kitty has been interviewed on over 50 shows and podcasts and has contributed articles to the Los Angeles Times and has an upcoming interview in USA Today. Ms. Andrew lends her expertise to supporting causes, including ADHD awareness, classroom hunger, and teen suicide prevention. Welcome, Kitty. We had you on not too long ago on Potapalooza, and it is just a joy and a pleasure to have you back. Thank you very much for being here. And thank you for having me back. <laughs> So much fun and got so many tips and nuggets and just our very, very short interview that we were like, mm. we really need to have Kitty come back so we can dive deeper, go a little bit slower because that day we were just like really, really fast trying to get it all done. Right. And then also allow time for her to go a little bit deeper into what she wanted to say, because we had just a lot of questions that day. So here we go. We love when we have an expert on that can help our families, help entrepreneurs kind of figure out how to calm that chaos, just like you said. So thinking about if there was one, actually, no, where would they get started? That's kind of what I want to start with is how does someone get started with decluttering? Maybe it's a family, maybe it's an entrepreneur. Uh, the same uh, one in this one particular case, one size does fit all. Usually uh, I say one size does not fit all, but when it comes to decluttering or anything for that matter, it's making a decision, making a decision that I'm going to, that I'm either going to declutter or I'm going to uh, get fit or I'm going to improve my relationships. Anything like that starts with making a decision. Now that sounds overly simplistic, I, I know, but really how many times do we say, oh, I should dot, 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 or yeah, I'm I'm going to dot dot dot, but there's a difference. I'm going to, I will, and it's with a definite purpose as opposed to yeah yeah yeah. It, uh, uh, I'm going to lose weight this year, okay? Mm -hmm. Like apples and oranges. And then once you make that decision, then as Larry Winget says, make it right. Make the decision and then make it right. Figure out how you're going to do it. In fact, I'm reading Brendan Burchard's book, uh, uh, The uh, Habits of High Performers. <laughs> um, and he says the same thing. Make that decision and then figure out how you're going to do it. And sometimes you need, you need uh, a second pair of eyes to help you. But once you have made that decision and you've decided, you may even have a, be able to visualize 
what it's going to look like, what you're going to look like thinner, what your place is going to look like with without the clutter. You were talking about my my move, and yeah, there are still boxes. But even this morning, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, okay, the bench is going to go there, and those boxes are going to go. Okay, you can you can visualize these things. Does that answer the question? Absolutely, because you know it's kind of like. Like you said, starting anything, you have to make the decision. So whether it is starting a business, whether it's changing your child's education, whether it's decluttering your home, all of it starts with that decision. And then, like you said, the kind of the next part of that is what is the plan or what is the vision for the future? Yes, yeah. I love that. Yeah, because I say I've made the decision several times to do something and then just sat there without actually it happening. So Sometimes between the decision and the getting started, there are some also blockages. So, so what is that? What is that difference between making that decision and getting started? Where do you is is there is there a key? Is there a trick? Is there a or is it just that people get to that point where they have to make that change? Oh, the the big and that that is such a wonderful question. Thank you for that, because it um it's a bit of a different point point of view than I'm used to, and it brings something out that I think is important. Is you're right, you make that you make that decision, and then okay, well then the next steps don't do it. I submit that overwhelm starts to come into play where you think, okay, right, I'm going to lose weight, ah, in the <laughs> headlights kind of thing. Exactly. And uh, how am I going to do it? And my best, uh, my best answer, and I practice this every single day as a flag waving ADHD or is start with one thing and make it make it small. And we can talk a little bit more about this. But even as small steps lead to lead to big leaps. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's a matter of doing, doing that one thing. Now, if you were to say, for example, if you were to give me an example of when you've made a decision, Herb, and, and then, you know, you're thinking, well, what, um, then, then I could give your audience an example, a real time example, because we can talk airy fairy all day, but I, I like analogies. Do okay. You? So love it. So I've been changing my diet and I know that the sugar and the gluten isn't good for me, but then I, I also do like Uber Eats deliveries and there's this place where I deliver donuts and they always offer a donut <laughs> to their delivery drivers. So how can you pass up a free donut when you're supposed to be? So it's like, oh, I'm getting on this. I'm going to. And then suddenly it's like, hey, here, here's here's this bear claw for free. Thank you for delivering for us. So I'm not so there anymore. <laughs> okay, you hit a pain point with me because I I, I have also in, it, uh, delivered Uber Uber Eats in the past yeah. and uh, and and um, they give you something for it derails you. That's yeah. what's known as a backslide, yeah. and it takes tremendous 
willpower to say no. And I also have been gluten free and they'll give you, they'll give you this and it's very, it's very tempting. So I'm not going to say to you, uh, oh, oh, just say no, just, okay, because that's not realistic. But what you can do is take it and say thank you, by the way. To, to, <laughs> you got kids watching. <laughs> um, and perhaps, and I'm, I'm going to really niche it down to this example. I was going to go further off on, down another road. But if you were to take that bear claw and cut it into uh, quarters, maybe eights, but quarters, eat that quarter of it, for example, or an eighth of it, preferably, just a little bite. And that could send you down the road to ruin. Or you could say, you know what? I know I'm not supposed to have eaten that. That's what I've done. And that has really helped. Now, to your point about, for example, the sugar and the gluten, uh, can I speak into that for a moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, again, having gone down that road now, I don't happen to like sweets anymore. I uh, cut them out years ago, although dark chocolate is good for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but say, for example, uh, gluten, let's go, let's go with that. Rather than do what I attempted to do, which is go completely gluten-free. Yep, nope, no gluten's passing this lips. Nope, 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 nope. You may want to try. All right, I will replace the, the uh, because the buns of bread, I'll replace the, uh, uh, I'll get the expensive gluten-free bread, you know, the $8 a loaf kind right. of uh, gluten-free bread i'll replace that for my thursday toast only as opposed to the entire week no no gluten at all oh okay i've mastered that hurdle okay now now i happen to eat peanut butter toast for breakfast on thursday that's why it's in my head yeah and then nut butter on sunday well I may not, I may, as I'm getting used to the gluten-free, I may rebel and go back to uh, generic white or whole wheat bread. But if I, if I uh, do it slowly, maybe one day, one step at a time, is, is, is this resonating? Is this making sense? Yeah. And what would you like to say about this? Well, just that it makes it so clear that if you can break it down to even a just little itty bitty space you can do that one little thing that one day. Right. And then, like mm -hmm. you said, hopefully it'll spread over to another day pretty easily. And then maybe to another day pretty easily. Yeah. 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 So I had, I had a health issue. So I sometimes am able to go to extreme. So I was able to just cut gluten and sugar out on day one, like four years ago when I stopped, but twice I've fallen out of it. And currently I'm falling out of that again. So, you know, Health-wise, health -wise, it really does impact, you know, there's some strange things that happen, especially with corn. For me, it's, it's corn. Corn is like a super sugar for me. Mm -hmm. It's like wow. I eat a bit of corn and I gain a lot of weight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. My father used to like corn too. I thought, okay, at least he's eating a vegetable. That was, you know, 
was the best I could do with that. <laughs> yeah, we he and broccoli were not friends, but I digress. So do you, do you if you're feeling like you backslid a little bit, go back to what worked for you before. What did you enjoy before? Because a habit that you don't that you hate. Okay, and sometimes you may not want to work out or eat the gluten free or whatever. But if you know that you felt better, well, reintroduce it back into your life. And again, this is with anything decluttering, reaching out to reaching out to clients, if you're an entrepreneur, anything like that, we all backslide. In fact, I'm in the middle of a, a series in my in in my in my videos yeah. about three part series about beating the backslide it happens to all of us and the clutter builds up at that point so what do you do you uh do a speed declutter you um go back to you eliminate the negative self talk about mm -hmm. oh I'm why did I even try? Why did I even bother to do this? I'm no good. I'm a failure. You don't, you don't want to know what people say to, about to themselves. I mean, it's horrifying. No one has ever said anything as bad to me as I have said to myself. And especially, um, you know, I, I have brain damage. And the only part of my brain that's super active is the anterior cingulate. And that's the part that controls the, that negative talk. That's the worry. That's the overactive, that's the part, overactive of part of my brain, all the rest of the parts. So it's like, I, I, my, my hand is dealt with, you're going to talk bad to yourself. So I, there's a lot of work that I have to overcome that specifically, yeah. like consciously all the time, because that's the only part of my brain that works properly is the mm. part that is that negative aspect negative, as, right. is that negative aspect and the families who are and who are who are watching you just gave me an because you two are just so i i don't know the word but uh in sync for lack of a better word and this is the time this is very common what you're experiencing and when it, you need a support of either family member or friend to uh, remind you to uh, uh, uh no don't be, don't be doing that because sometimes we don't we, we get addicted almost to yeah. feeling um uh, to those childhood messages or those horrible messages that are in our brain and we get addicted to them sometimes we re need reminders from someone else uh hey wait you uh no 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 don't have be saying said, that about yourself have you uh, said something nice to yourself today yeah. yeah. So to your first point, something that I say is to describe that is she is her, I am me, but we are also a we. So there's three of us sitting here <laughs> because there is her, there is me, but there's an us that is a thing. Mm -hmm. Um and and to the other thing is is yeah, she does that. So there are times where I've gone down these little dark rabbit holes and I realize it and is like but this feels good. My body feels energized. So screw you. I'm gonna just go into this. And then I'll just beat myself ragged just because I'm used to that feeling. And she will notice that the way I'm moving my hands, the way yeah. she's like, oh, you're, you're there again. It's like, again. can, can you let, can, what can we do to help bring you out of that? Yeah. So okay. she, cause when that first started happening to me, one of the things I did is I actually separated myself from all of my family and all of my friends because I thought I was going crazy. Yeah. 
and I didn't want to ruin my relationships with the way I was reacting to people and the violent way that I sometimes spoke out. Because once that got a hold of me, I I lost my ability to put it back in the box. Yeah, so right. I I used to be incredibly stoic. It's like, man, I just held it. And then once I couldn't anymore, that once that got, once that control got shattered, then I, I was scared. So having somebody around to be able to help me bring me out of that, at least one person is is joyful, but yeah. you really do need a community of people to, to yes. help you. With that. Yes. What yes. a lot of people don't realize is that lots of times brain injuries do impact the, um, not the mood, but also the Oh, golly, I just lost the personality. There we go. The personality of the sure. person because the brain works differently all of a sudden. So them relearning that or figuring out how to work with their new brain. Yeah, it does take a while. So yeah, the backslide and the clutter after that is tremendous. And so when you were talking about the feeling of overwhelm, it's like as soon as I start to do one thing, it's like, oh, it's like the hole in the bucket song. It's like there's a hole in the bucket. Well, fix it. Well, <laughs> Dear Henry. Well, dear Henry, it's like, well, I, I need this to fix it. Well, that's this. Well, that's this. Well, that's this. I need water. Well, my knife, you know, this, I need water. Well, there's a hole in the bucket. So it's like the stuff around my house right now. It's like every time I try and pick up a project, it's like, it's like, oh, I need to do this. Well, I need, I need to get that over there. Well, I need to clear this clutter to get thing to do this thing. But to clear that, I have to clear okay. this to move. So we got that overwhelm <laughs> really bad over the years when I first hit my head and and brought everything down when I was going insane because it was it was a big backslide. So there is a lot of clutter. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I, uh, we could talk about this for hours, but I'm sure your audience would like to hear. <laughs> what other questions that you might have and we can always talk again <laughs> yeah, can't we? well actually one of the things I was thinking since our last conversation was that we do also work with families a lot and we yes. want our kids to be a little bit better than we are maybe mm -hmm. we can teach them how to handle some of this clutter and stuff before it gets to be a problem. So I was wondering if you had any suggestions for parents on how to help kind of either teach their kids or work with their kids so that maybe they start learning this stuff a little bit earlier so that we don't get in this great big mess and mm -hmm. have to relearn or fix something. Yes. Uh, man, that's just, but my, my brain is just bubbling up here. I have, uh, two clients that have been with me for three years just because I guess they like the hair I don't know but <laughs> no they always find something more to do to to the, to declutter another area of their life because I don't only just declutter the space right. it's the other four pillars of their lives so anyway two of them the the run about the 50 year old mark and they came to me to the part of their reason for for starting to work with me was so that they could teach their kids good habits. They said, uh, I cannot, I, I'm having difficulty controlling my, uh, my clutter and getting on top of it. And I don't want my kids to grow up like me. So the you first- You said they were 50? What's that? That they were in the 50 range in the 50 year yep. old. Yep. So Gen Xers, that's, that's <laughs> us. And 
So yeah, we weren't taught those kind of habits growing up. Just as Gen Xers, we were like kicked out of the house when, oh, it's time, mom, mom, time to clean kids out of the house. So I can get it done. Come back <laughs> when the street lights are on. So, you know, we were, we really were like the abandoned, forgotten generation. So, so many of my friends our age, it's like we had to teach ourselves how to clean house, how to do this stuff because it's just, we just weren't that just wasn't what we did. So How right. you know, set up becoming adults for us was very difficult. We we never had that opportunity. So yeah, to work with someone who could even, even at this point, teach us how to declutter because mm-hmm. at 50, that's never been a thing that we were taught. Yeah. Well, so, if you're not equipped with the skill, with the skills, I just recently acquired a new, uh, a new client who just said almost exactly what you, what you did is I, um, under various circumstances, she was not equipped with the skills to, to keep house. And it's interesting that, you know, when you put a generational aspect on it, and the first thing I would say is, okay, good. Uh, So these people um, engaged my services and we got them decluttered so that they can lead by example. Nice. Because uh, you, the, there's a great story about Mahatma Gandhi and um, uh, a mother brings the little boy to see him and um, uh, she says, please t- uh, tell him, tell my son not to eat sweets. Mahatma says, come back in two, in two weeks. So they go away, they come back. Uh, mother says exactly the same thing. I'm going somewhere here with this. Yeah. Uh, um, please, t- t- we're back now. Tell my son not to eat sweets. Mahatma looks the kid in the eye and says, don't eat sweets. What? <laughs> and the mother says, we waited hours in line. Why didn't you say that two weeks ago? Mahatma says, because I was eating sweets. Ah, uh. I couldn't tell your child not to if I was. So you see, you see the 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 corollary there is that you you it's morally re- reprehensible, frankly, for you to tell your child to clean the clean their room when they can look around at yours and go, "Yo, ace, uh, <laughs> you know? right? what?" Right. So you lead by example. Another thing is how many. How many of those bad mental messages that we were just talking about are caused by uh, uh, saying a parent or whatever, an elder saying, you're, oh, you're never going to be able to clean your room. Right. You can't do it. You didn't get in the corner over there. And I can speak into this. I hate I hate doing floors to this day and vacuuming because my mother would look under the sorry, but would look under the sofa looking for a dust bunny. Okay, so that that causes fear. And how many times does that happen? So if you teach them again equip them with the skills and the role model and make a game with them on the on the on a saturday at a scheduled time because kids like structure okay you're gonna like what i'm coming up with now yeah Uh, i think this will be valuable real-time tips for your for your family listeners is a setting a short 
time, no more than 45, 50 minutes, no more than an hour, certainly. Okay, better if it's half an hour. Kids have a short attention span, right? So you say, okay, 12 o'clock, we're going to do this. And then I hate to say it, but a reward is good. All right, a piece of fruit, or if you have to take them to to uh, Burger King, well, whatever. We won't tell anybody. Right. But the point is making it a fun experience. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna tidy up your your room, and don't try to tidy up the whole room with like five years of toys all at once. Do not do that to them or yourself. <laughs> You'll hate each other. <laughs> Just yeah. set. Start in one corner of the room is just pick one corner, even if it's just two feet by two feet. This is manageable to a child's eyes. Remember when we were seven years old, everything looked big, right? Okay. And overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So you want to take the, because overwhelm is going to follow them all their lives in, in tests and essays, yada, yada. So if we're doing something small in a small area, you see how animated I am, but I mean this. Right. Start in a small area and say, okay, or maybe a toy box mm-hmm. or one shelf or one bookcase or whatever. You see, I'm using the word one a lot mm-hmm. is because if you niche it down to one, make it as simple for you or and or the child, then it takes the overwhelm out of it, makes it almost fun and short time increments. So keep it small. I love that. Absolutely. Because when I was in, you know, in the classroom working with my kids all the time, first of all, you always compliment them on something. Oh, you did this part really, really well, or oh, this looks beautiful. But then you can slip in that little bit of either criticism or critique is like, but this part could have been done a little bit different like this. So Mm -hmm. you're not pushing them with always, always wrong. Right. So that's so important what you were saying but then also like you said shorting a short amount of time set a schedule kids love schedule and short amount of time yeah yeah absolutely because well uh uh adhders have as short a time as attention span as adults but i i submit that it doesn't matter adhd or child or not no one should you get bored yeah. After, I don't care how much you hyper focus, you, you you just get bored. And what's most importantly, you're not as effective yeah. after X amount of time. Okay, you your your skills go down. Uh, whether you're, whether you're typing something, you're writing something. We've talked be, before. You hit the 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 go button here on the record uh, about yeah time attention span yeah so if you keep it yeah i would like to add also when you're when you're with your kids and you're helping them clean bring as many senses into it as possible as many actions as possible because so like the brain guy so it's like the the troy train goes in the toy box the doll goes in the dollhouse the books go on the bookshelf um and then you know do visual signs do hands with it so because the more you get the yeah. child involved in the process and also hearing it's like, Oh, the books go on the bookshelf. The books go right up on the bookshelf like this. And so you are saying what you're doing as well as showing them yes. and the tactile that. So it's not 
So there's a whole range of activities as well in the in the action of yeah. teaching them. So if you just say, go clean your room, go clean that that's two foot spot, that's not going to happen. No. Hey, this is what looks like. The books go on the shelf, the, the train goes in the box, the doll goes in the house, the, this, you could almost make a song out of it. If, <laughs> and you've addressed very something very, very, uh, I'm loving this chat because because you've got it's such a, uh, you've got extra interesting points of view here that um that everyone learns differently either we are visual we are um audio whatever um or kinesthetic and you may not know when your child is five or seven years old you may not quite know where they are but if you address all three areas then oh what an amazing teaching process, Herb. That's just freaking brilliant. Yep. Well, it, it helps me when I'm doing that stuff too. Plus, mm -hmm. it's like if it's quiet, you you know, you just start babbling to yourself. At well, I do. But again, I thought I was crazy. So <laughs> you're not crazy. No, well, that is absolutely marvelous. Excellent. Yeah. What else? Hmm. Oh, put me on the spot. Oh, of huh? course I'm going to put you on the spot. No, Kitty, we are um, actually doing such a great job with this conversation. But was there something that you really wanted to get to today? Or did you have something written down that when I go into this talk today, I really want to make sure I talk about this? Did you have a specific today? We covered a lot of it. The, 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 most, the most important points that I like to stress about niching things down to one, keeping it simple um uh mental <clears throat> um uh, negative negative messages right and something we haven't addressed is sticking to it ah i like that yes because we start these habits and then we peter off or we slow it down we don't stick to it yes i would love to right. so in the case of for um and we're going to stick with families um, in a case of a family, you're not just dealing with one, um, say, Herb is on his own and he's he's changing his own habits and whatever. When it comes to families, it is more difficult. Why? Because you're dealing with three people instead of, instead of one, three or four or five different entities, yep. all of whom arguably think differently, don't they? Yes. So how do you make it work for everybody? and not let one one person's going to feel put upon maybe it's the oldest child maybe it's the uh, who who knows right um it this this is why i stress simplicity and fun because if you make it make it uh make it fun then like our like our mutual friend kimberly says if it's not fun it is it's not worth doing right and <laughs> <laughs> so if you inject colors into things, say, for example, uh, you've got your average busy family that uh, you've got two working parents. I'm going to invent one here for you. Yeah. Two, two working parents and a we'll go with a 14 year old, a 12 year old and an eight year old. Doesn't matter what sex they are. Right. There, so imagine, if you will, you've got music classes, you've got music camp, you've got soccer game, you've got uh, 
tournaments, you've got Christmas concert, you, you all of these things, right? For all of the different age levels. And it takes discipline, but here's 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 a real time hint. Uh -huh. Is if which can be fun. Get a whiteboard, nice uh, what three three by five whiteboard, and have it in some sort of reasonably central location like the kitchen. Right. Everybody gets their own color marker. Yeah, I know. It sounds like kindergarten, right? I love colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, dad has his own color or if he's got golf came coming and this can do, when I said whiteboard, I actually meant uh, uh, an erasable calendar. Yes. Okay. And you can have a whiteboard too as mm -hmm. well, but then, and new, don't forget new habits take time to put in and people are going to forget to write things down. But if you gently remind them, then no one is missing. Uh, uh, well, uh, I told you two weeks ago that I needed a ride to my soccer practice. Well, duh, who's going to remember that? All right. I mean, if you told me this morning that you have a soccer practice, I'm not sure I remember. Okay. So <laughs> two weeks ago, no. So <laughs> my assistant laughs at me about that because I, I do things and she says, I know. I emailed you about that. Okay. So, but I digress. No, but I totally get it because whenever I say something either to her or he says it to me, I almost always try to get it into my calendar on my phone immediately because otherwise we do forget it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And if a, in a family, little Susie is pink, little Johnny is green. I don't care. Um, and everybody has their own count. has their own um, color. What does that do? Makes them feel important. Mm -hmm. And their and, color and, is all over the calendar. And with that, everybody learns at different paces. That is very true. Um, Dr. Andrew Huberman did a Stanford doctor, did a study on it. And some people can ingrain habits in as little as 30 days. And mm -hmm. some people, it takes over 400 which is well over a year. So sometimes even after a year that it, it takes. So it, it took me like three years to get the phone thing down. So the mm -hmm. calendar that she's talking about. So mm -hmm. it, it took me a long time. So now when anything comes up, it's like, oh, instantly pull up my calendar. It's like, put it in right then, right then, right there. Yes. So it's yes. not even a, but again, that took me years to be able to develop that as a habit. So sometimes the habit formations mm -hmm do come on really, really slow. So patience yeah. is is also important in that. Mm -hmm. And patience with everyone else and patient as you know, and patience with yourself too, because that family dynamic that I just described, if you yell at uh, anybody in the family, Okay, Christina, you you you've got three kids, and you and Herb, and you yell uh, at somebody, right? Sure. And they might call you out about something, but it it creates discord, and and that wastes your mental energy. Yes. Don't do that. Have patience. Be good with everybody, and say, okay, well, I know that I know that you will do better next, or I know that you will remember yeah. next time. Reinforcing. 
positive message. Exactly. Instead of you can't remember, you will remember it. And make it a habit of telling you yourself that as well, because that's probably the family for you to be nice to. So that's where I go again with that. A lot of negative self-talk. So, you know, being able to be polite and, and nice to yourself and give yourself time to develop these habits as well. So absolutely absolutely you said something earlier that i'm not sure that we touched on but i would like a little more information and you talked about the four pillars oh um well there it's generally accepted uh, the the five pillars of life and the home is one of them so that leaves the four and when i say about decluttering the the the, the five pillars of life by that i mean your your home your health, your heart, meaning your relationships, and your habits, and your head, hence my company named Declutter the Brain. Love it. And a magical thing happens when you start to, and this has happened so many times, uh, that, um, have I told you the story about um, the, the, the woman, um, the woman and the husband? No. I think so. At Papalooza, you mentioned it where she was working on decluttering and things, but then it led to her going to the gym because she wanted her health better. Yeah. 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 And, and then uh, eventually the husband kind of is like, hey, what are you doing? I really like where this is going and jumped on board. It, 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 to, to a certain extent, yes. But in this particular case, she had not noticed that he used to say not very nice things to her. And after about a month of decluttering, she said, no, the, the space, she said, you know, uh, he said something wasn't very nice. And I said, oh, is that new? And she thought about it and said, you know what? He's been saying that kind of stuff for 25 years. And I just never noticed it until now. Mm-hmm. So my point is that once you start the physical decluttering, it seems to, and we're going to go woo-woo here, yeah. but it seems to open your awareness to other things around you. And with it, with any luck, it's going to be good stuff. But mm-hmm. if it's if it's things like this woman had with the relationship, then you can fix it. I've been credited outright with saving three marriages and rescuing okay. someone from an abusive one. Wow. Just that you, you know, because the person didn't realize yeah. how how bad it was. And that was only after about, I think, two weeks, the person wow. decided to, to leave. Yeah. Um, the subconscious knows when it things are happening. Yeah. 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 And when you're decluttering your habits, you you probably, we all do have a lot of habits that uh, probably should uh, hit the curb. And again, this woman, you you remember, she started going and going to the gym and she hasn't stopped. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> uh, remembering uh, when we talk about relationships or spirituality or self-care, remembering, hey, I used, I used to like um, knitting. And look at all this wool in a box that I haven't even looked at in five years. Now, many times I'll say, if you haven't used something or done a craft or whatever in five, 10, 15 years, um, you're not going to use it. But no, one client she did, uh, she disproved me on this. She hadn't seen that crochet stuff since 1995. Not a word of a lie. 
and she was packing to move across country. I said, do you really want to move this across country? She said, I'll, I'll think about it. Well, lo and behold, that night she started on a project that she hadn't looked at since 1995, and she has not stopped crocheting since. Do you see? She saw and she remembered the healing benefits that it had. Yeah. So it, it's decluttering is is everything. Decluttering your health. Not just jump. My clutter is is hoping I'll go back and doing that fun yeah. thing again. Fun thing. But also there's the hey, my body says that fun thing might not necessarily be the best thing. So yeah, that that sense of wanting to do it, and then the yeah. the brain going is really that best for you. So that that is where the the clutter Some coach, I'm sure, would would entirely be helpful to help mm -hmm. make those decisions that just exactly. get stuck. Yeah. That's yeah. what you were talking about. That's yeah. that was in your bio, the getting unstuck. Getting unstuck. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Unstuck and out of the ensuing overwhelm because our brains just get way too busy with all of the negative some with some of it with the negative talk some of it with the with just the sheer magnitude of the task at hand and all of the other demands in our life and uh the digital age is supposed to have made life easier well it didn't yeah the industrial age yes it made life easier people didn't like that didn't either know. but uh, we uh, we have my God, I would venture to say at least four times the amount of mental clutter that we used to before the digital age. Yeah. 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 Emails. How many email accounts did the one fellow I just talked to an hour ago has seven? Seven. I have. How does he keep up with seven? I have like two. Have. Have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have four and one of them is for my assistant only. To, I don't even look at it. It's just I send it to her and this is this is her her job. Yeah. But um, we're just inundated. Mm -hmm. And to avoid inundation, sometimes you have to say no. I have stopped downloading and this is I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot here, but stop yeah. down, downloading free information unless it's something I really want yes um, if it's if I know like and trust the person who's offering it and uh, something like Potapalooza yep. um, then uh, then I'll do it but you know weren't we always Christina where weren't we always um oh free click yes enter name right and it was easy because it wasn't so much. Well, now we have to start to learn to say no in all areas of our life. But I don't know how we went down the digital road. Sorry about this, but I think it's yeah. I think your your audience is. Oh uh, yeah, this is all very very helpful. Yeah, and as podcasters, there are so many times where it's like we interview somebody who's like, "Wow, I really want that information." Oh, I really want to learn more about this. And then two days later, we interview somebody else. Oh. I really want to know more information. I really want to know more about this. And it, and it gets to the point where there's so much of this amazing people like you out there with, yeah. with so much helpful information that it just, it also becomes overwhelming with just, we, there's no way to take all of that yeah. in at all of the times. Right. But you know how we help that? We go to show notes. As soon as we get done listening to a show, we go to the show notes and we click on the information. We get what we want right away and contact that person. That would be a great way to do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. no, it's been an absolute joy again i am so enjoyed talking with you again thank you for coming back and doing an extended show with us our time unfortunately is coming to a close so who knows maybe in the future we'll swing back around and bring you back again for another one of these discussions you're, you're, yeah this is this is an amazing it, it's like part of the family so yeah absolutely yeah. would love to have you back so be anytime before we go, tell our audience how to get a hold of you the, the best way, the easiest way. It'll be in the show notes, but say it out loud as well. And anything else that you want to say before we go. And, and because we do have a lot of entrepreneur parents, mm -hmm. that's that's is our target. So and, and they already know how important coaching is because, you know, entrepreneurs have coaches for pretty much everything, everything. especially if they're successful. Yes. Yes. Oh, you. You're also a coach. So, uh, yeah. So now with that in mind. Mm -hmm. How do how they do get people get a hold of you for for coaching help for for clearing the chaos? The easiest way is through my free gift that we were just talking about, uh -huh. <laughs> um, and it the, they're going to click the link that you're going to put in the notes, which is um backslash. Uh, declutter i'll say that again declutterthebrain.com backslash declutter and what that's going to give them if they want they don't have to do this but it will give them uh you uh my freebie which is uh uh seven easy steps to conquer your physical and mental clutter and what it is is a grounding tool for your declutter journey and beyond because I believe there's no point in decluttering if you can't keep it that way for life and that's what my system does is help people to do that keep it that way for life and it's it really is seven steps and designed say for example uh, designed under the um acronym of control say for uh, c-o-n-t-r-o-l right. and the first What's the C stand for? Commit, meaning commit to making that decision and making the time for it. And we won't go through through all the rest of it. It does come with seven short little videos from yours truly. So you never feel alone in the process. But when you click that link, um, whether or not you download the PDF, there is a link there to book a quick and free call with me and I'll listen to to hear what your clutter could actually be costing you in your health in your wealth your relationships and we will get i'll gift you with a jumpstart plan for right now results right on the call wonderful amazing thank you thank you thank you so glad you're so here beautiful All yeah right. thank you loved it loved having you here would love to get more decluttered myself. So, so we might have to hire a coach. Yeah, we yep. might. <laughs> exactly. All right, audience. Thank you so much. If you have stayed with us through the whole show, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you listening. And hopefully you've gained value from this show. I know we have gathered some wonderful tidbits from this talk, and we hope you have as well. Until next week or until the next time you listen. Take care and success for you and your family. Bye for now. Bye.